Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Bright Side with Technicia, and I'm your host, Technicia Day. And here I bring you real-life people who have walked all sorts of lifestyles in their life, and they come to me to give to you the advice that you need to carry out through your daily lives every single day. But before we get into that, I would like to have a moment of silence for we lost a great performer on. We lost a great performer. We did on yesterday, Della Reese. And we all have known her for her dramatic roles at Harlem Nights her spiritual drama role in Touched by an Angel, her signature will not be forgotten whatsoever. We lose so many great ones. But with me today is the author, as you've seen on my my timeline, is Rosalinda Rosalinda Randall. She's the author of Don't Burp in in the Boardroom. She's here to teach you the eloquent manners that you're supposed to have outside and inside the workplace. And maybe we can get a little scoop on things that you shouldn't do in other places as well and probably what not to wear or whatnot, but we'll get into that. But I want to just give you a little bit of background because she's a Rosalina is a modern-day social civil civility and communication expert based in Northern California. She focuses on helping businesses and individuals communicate and act more effectively so they can find greater success with a lot less drama. So without further ado, I'd like to bring Rosalinda on. Rosalinda, first and foremost, I'd like to thank you for being here and taking out your time to share with us a few quick tips on what not to do in the workplace and what to do outside the workplace. (laughs) Thank you so much for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. I want to get a little bit about your background before we get started. I know you have had 15 years of experience in the field. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I started um, actually, oh, gosh, it's probably going closer to 20, but got trained and certified um, in Washington, D.C., and um, ever since then I've been been, uh, doing this. It's evolved just like all our businesses, you know, when we're in business for ourselves, always evolving into things. And now, um, instead of, you know, the hardcore etiquette rules, um, which I, I do, I focus a lot more on, you know, just communicating with people, because I think that's where the breakdown is, is starting. Um, you know, people say, we have more ways of communicating. Um, and uh, I say, now we have more ways of uh, misunderstandings, um, because, Sometimes we're not careful what we text, what we send out in the world. Um, but, again, background, I was raised by, you know, parents kind of in that traditional way with you had to be respectful, no talking back, and, you know, being courteous. And, 
and all that. Um, we weren't raised with, you know, fancy spoons and 14 forks at the dinner table. We couldn't afford that. So that, to me, is things you can learn. You can buy a book. You can watch YouTube and learn those things. But what's more important in which I focus is on certain traits, just being courteous, being aware, being considerate of somebody, you know, those simple things that – um, seem to be lacking in the world. So, um, yeah, I go into colleges, into businesses, and do some private, um, you know, preparing for interviews. Or I had one couple who were going to go on a on a cruise, um, and they were going to, you know, go fine dining, you know, the midnight dinners with all the forks and things. So it ranges from the requests from, from that to, again, corporations coming in and, and talking to them about how to say what you mean without being mean. That's my kind of tagline. Right, and your book describes all that. You teach everyone how to handle these dilemmas from your job when you're hosting a meeting, if you're going to be tart, even if you're going to be tardy for work, which a lot of yeah. which many people find that's very disrespectful if you're tardy for a party, which I had not too long ago had a wine tasting, and one of my girlfriends showed up, and she was like, oh, I know I'm early, and then my mom was like, no, you're actually late. <laughs> Because I said three o'clock, I didn't say nothing about three thirty. And I feel, and I, I need to work on my tardiness. Because even though my job give us ten minutes grace period to get there, it's still not good to even get at that ten minutes grace period. So after this show, I will definitely make sure I'm prompt to today. Well, you know, and it's funny you say that. Yes, the grace period isn't it there for when you need it. They don't really want you to take it. It's it's right. a courtesy, I guess, and from the company guilty. to say, hey, yeah, if you didn't get to the red light or there was a little extra traffic or, you know, whatever. So you're you're right that it's very nice of them to give you that. But the less you take it, you know, management's going to notice, like, wow, he or she's always on time. Um, it will get noticed eventually. But, yeah, you're right. People yeah. with disregard right now to time is huge. People walk in, it's like, exactly. well, I got here, you know, like, what's your problem? <laughs> so. Right. And people look at your character. I'm a good worker, but at the same time, look, you're always late, though. So that's a, that is one thing I'm definitely going to start working on better. I'm not even waiting to the new year to make that goal. That's going to be my goal for right now. <laughs> make sure I'm always on time. And, you know, I love the chapter in your book, Chapter three, um, the text where where it mentions, does your tone make me want to hang up? And oh my God, I just had a scenario just like um, Rosalinda. I was <laughs> talking to another agent, supposed to have her guest on, and of course I had one of my friends' son here, and he was throwing a big old tantrum, and I was very upset with him. Long story short, the woman was calling me, and I was like, oh my God, who keeps calling me? Who keeps calling me? So I, when I answered the phone, I was like, hello. And I was like, oh, my God. And she politely, she spoke to me in a calm manner. But when she hung up, the first thing came to me, she does not want to talk to me. Not the very tone I answered that phone in. I'm sure she would never call again. Uh, uh, fortunately, fortunately, she did contact me through email. And I uh, immediately I apologized again for my behavior because that's not me. But I was just furious with someone else. And I was like, oh, I said that. This book was right on point. It was talking about me. Like, I feel like it was meant for me to have this book. That is great. And that's good that you say that. You brought up the the most, one of my most, I think, valuable things in, in life, in, in relationships, is you owned it. You called and apologized. Oh, my gosh. If more people did that, 
I think we'd have a lot less, you know, drama in the workplace and broken relationships and all that. I mean, that that to me, when someone owns it and apologizes, I I take my hat off to them. Props, hey, because mo, uh, as I said, most people don't do that, and it takes humility to, to you know to go mm-hmm. and apologize to someone. Um, what does. people tend to do more is like. Well, they'll just have to understand or, uh, you know, we always try and justify it. Like, well, I was hungry or I was in a bad mood or, or someone just was rude to me. So, okay, does that mean I got to pass it on? No. Exactly. So I think what you did was, was marvelous. That's why I had to do it because I said that's not my character. For one, I'm mm-hmm. running a radio show. I don't need my name in bad oh. publicity. Oh, this is how this lady presents and stuff. So I was like, whoa. I immediately, as soon as she got off the phone, I called her back and then I was like, okay, well, she's not answering. So I thought maybe she's a little <laughs> off. So I sent her an email. And I said, okay, she's not answering. And then I got to clues. I was like, you know what? If she don't call back over, all right, I did what I had to do. And that was fine. Yeah. At the same time, I was still worried. So when I saw her email, I was like, yes, thank you. And that would never happen again, um, mm-hmm. hopefully. That would never. Um, well, you know you what, know, Rosalinda? It, it, Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. It probably, like you said, it will happen again, but because we're human. You know, I, I've done a few right. things, even though I'm in this industry and I should know better. But, you know, I'm a human being, and we all, you know, make a few mistakes here and there. But anyway, own it. Exactly. And I owned up to I had to put my big girl underwear on. <laughs> um, you, you know what? Since you're on, I was thinking about counterman that, what's his name? Well, I can't think of his name. He plays on um, not sign. Is it sign Seinfeld? Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, Jerry. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. And yeah. I was thinking about him. It was one of the young ladies. I I I can't even think of her name, but she came up to hug him, and he moved away from her. So oh. I mean, I don't know if you had caught that. I think they had a, announced it was on um. Good Morning America, I think Good Morning America was talking about it, and entertainment, yep. and he moved away from I was like, wow, is that the move you do if you don't really want to hug someone? And he was, and after she walked away, he was like, I don't know her, and I was like, but still, she was a fan of yours. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe that was a little kind of disrespectful in a way. How would you have handled that, Rosalinda, if someone come oh. up to you? Well, first and foremost, I, I'd be careful of how I approach someone. I don't just come up and want to hug them. I was like, I don't know how you would handle that situation. Well, on in on the defense of celebrities, because I have commented on celebrities and how to deal with them, they're always cautious. They don't know what to expect. Was this woman kind right. of approved to be near him? So they're always leery. Um, you know, what are you going to do? Grab me here or, or take your picture, and I don't want it. So that's the one thing that I tell people, um, you know, when you approach celebrities and you just said it, if they look like they're making eye contact to you, okay, go ahead and, and get near them a little bit. But make your move slow. Don't grab your purse. Don't, you know, put your hand down your pocket. They don't know, and they have to, you know, like all of us, we don't know what someone's grabbing for what they're going to do. So that's number one. Two, and I talk about this even in, in business settings, uh, hugging. Some people do not like to hug, and some people don't like to hug strangers. Some people don't like to hug when they're in a work-type environment, but they're different in a social setting. They want to maintain this professionalism. So, you know, we don't know what's going on in his head, but, yes, 
from the outside, it looked like, wow, she's a fan. She's talking to you, and you shun right. her. So she's a celebrity, um, just like him. Uh huh. And I was like, you know, maybe he's got a jealous wife. I don't. I don't know. You know. Exactly. Gotta... <laughs> and, and, and I think he put it nicely. He said he just he don't hug a total stranger, and mm-hmm. he helped to actually meet someone to say hello. And when I saw that coming, I was like, that makes perfect sense. If I don't really know, you know you, I'm not gonna hug you. And he did know her, even though in our eyesight we know of her because she's a singer. But in his eyesight, come on, this man probably don't even listen to your type of music. So. Of course, he has yeah. no aware of who you are, and you coming up like a total stranger. And yeah. I know she had to feel so embarrassed because it was right on camera. It was like, wow, millions of people had to see that. Or get exactly. Down. Well, then in this in this thing, that's why the handshake exists. You know, we'd extend our hand. Uh-huh. Now, if the other person goes, oh, come on, no, we know each other, and reaches, and then it's okay. In right. fact, that happened to me with with a colleague. I saw her for the second time, and and I saw her hands kind of go out when I put my hand out to shake, and I go, oh, she's coming in for a hug. So I said, <laughs> oh, okay, sure. <laughs> so, you know, you got to feel the other person out, not literally, because uh, all that yeah. sexual harassment. And then you've got that sexual harassment stuff. How does he know how the camera's going to take the picture and he'll be accused of groping exactly. her? Or, right. You know, there's, so there's even more now to be careful. So while it looked rude on his part, um, you know, we we should try to understand where he was coming from and where she was coming from. Yeah, she had an embarrassing moment, but respecting somebody's boundaries, that's basically what we want. So we get angry if we don't get what we want or we're put in an and, embarrassing situation. Right, and I have to be put in my place sometimes about being a waitress. I have the tendency, <laughs> I love to hug my guests. I'm Southern. And I feel that's a sign of endearment. But mm-hmm. I did encounter with one guest. When I hugged them, you could tell when a person wanted to be hugged, I was like, hmm, I made a boo-boo. <laughs> they did not want to be hugged. They they want they love my thirst, but they did not want to be touching. And I have had one lady tell me I wanted to shake her hand. She said, I don't shake hands. And, mm-hmm. and, and at first, when someone tells you that, you're like, oh, really? Now you're being smart. But then on the other hand, it's too many germs out here. I don't wash their hands. And I have seen it coming out public restaurant. You'd be like, oh, Jesus, you're yep. not even washing your hands like German spread. So it's just you have to respect people's boundaries. Even when the young lady came to my wine tasting party, she told me, she said, hey, I'm, her friend even said it. She said, wait, I'm very surprised you're drinking out of a wine glass because she's used to having things in a plastic cup. She's very specific. And I said, hey, that, those Whoa. are your boundaries. I can't do nothing but to respect that. Mm-hmm. But I say bring your own plastic cup, lady. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Now, you know. what, what are some ways you know someone have touched their nose, you've seen them wiping them, then they come in for the handshake? How do you decline that in a proper manner? You don't. I know it sounds disgusting. Uh, oh, you, yeah. you don't decline a handshake. Well, you know, some people go, well, I don't, if you don't shake, if your policy is I just don't shake hands with anyone, like like your your customer that you mentioned, um, that's fine. However, if if we're in a, you know, a social setting or even business setting, right. and that person that picked their nose came to shake hands oh. and I go, oh, I'm sorry, I don't shake hands, or, or you can do a little white line, go, oh, I'm kind of fighting a cold, so I don't want to pass it on, you know, whatever sweet little thing you want to say. And then the third person walks up to your group. And you shake their hand, now what? Now you look like you're a liar, big fat liar, and that right. person's going to you know, feel something's wrong. So either you do or you don't. What I say is, 
as disgusting as it sounds, think about this. Just because a person walked in and you didn't see where their hand has been on their body or other places, uh, doesn't mean it it wasn't there and you shake their hands. So, you know, hands, people are dirty. I mean, we're all dirty. We don't know where our hands have been. So you shake their hands and you just keep it by your side. Just make sure you don't grab a cookie and lick your fingers or, you know, rub your nose or eyes or something. Exactly. yeah, as soon as the conversation's over, you know, you excuse yourself and you go wash the heck out of your hands and then, you know, get over it and move on. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and make sure you have some sanitizer on the side after you touch that disgusting little hand and be like, oh, because I see it happen. I'm like, oh, Jesus. I see mm-hmm. one person, I'm like, oh, Lord, you coming in for the shake? Oh, please. No. Maybe you go, hey, let's hug instead. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rosalinda, I, I think as of today's world, what we're living in, civility and etiquette sounds too formal for us. Yes. Why should the average person really care about this? Well, that's why I break it down and don't use it. I mean, if people knew what, what etiquette really was, it's the rules that guide our society. That's it. It's, it's the rules. Um, civility is how we civility or manners are how we carry out the rules that's what it is okay in fact we have etiquette rules for cell phone 10 15 years ago there were none because not everyone had one and as a society right. you know people go well where do the who makes these rules up we do as a society it's not like oh three etiquette experts sit in a tower writing up all these rules what are we going to make people do now you know it's not doesn't work that way so now that we are annoyed with people who look down on their phones and walk down the street and they, or the mall and they expect us to part ways because oh they're coming and they're not looking up or they're talking oh, yeah. loud on their speakerphone while we're shopping or having dinner. We don't like that as a society. So it's really kind of like majority rules. Most right. of society considers it rude. So now there's a new etiquette rule that says, hey, don't talk on speakerphone in a restaurant. You know, we, we, right. we don't want to hear your conversation. And so you get a lot of places how- when you go, you go check cash in places, they have signs, no cell phones. Even mm-hmm. I saw one, no cell phones, no videotaping, no FaceTime, and I was like, wow. Because people are very rude. Even in my industry, in my line of work, I yeah. see it happen. And I will walk away, and I'll go back to the guest. Well, I didn't want to interrupt because, for one, you might don't want anyone to know that you're in a hotel setting or whatnot. So I want to respect that. And I also feel that, as a guest, you know that you're coming into a restaurant setting. You should already mm-hmm. know that you will be approached and be and be ready to be served. So you shouldn't even be on your phone. You should wait to after you have been served and no one is bothering you for a few more minutes and maybe sneak your conversation in. Um, even my coworker, she got real teed off one day and it was, it was actually hilarious because the woman thought she was rude. She said, no, she didn't tell her that, but she said, I'm not rude. I'm not going back to the table. Cause first of all, whoever on the phone with you should be serving you. Cause you know, I was coming then both of you on the phone and I walked mm-hmm. away and I'm gonna let you have your conversation. And that's only fair. Because we're, we're in a business to have a relationship. I can't have a relationship with, with you if you're on the phone. Exactly. I think it, that, that's a, a very um, normal and very reasonable request, especially speaking specifically of your industry, because time is money. If you're standing there waiting for them to come, you could have been over there giving them their food or collecting your tip or giving them Why? more attention to the other people, but no, you're standing there. No, I think that's one of the the rudest, uh, most arrogant things oh, that, that people yeah. do. 
yeah, to the people in, in, the, in the service industry. I'm here to serve you. I'm not here to be your servant. You know, that's right. a whole and, and, different thing. And I'm thing. not going to stand at the table while you finish completing your, your sentence or whatever you have to do. I agree mm-hmm. with my coworker. That person who you're talking to, they could be glad to serve you through the phone. And I just, I can't mm-hmm. help but laugh. I'm still laughing about it because <laughs> she was like, I'm just not going to be bothered to root this. But in your line of work, what are the most common rude behaviors you hear about? Oh, wow. Well, in the workplace specifically, um, speakerphone, and that's why I kind of brought that up, people having the conversation, and we all have to hear it. Oh, that's exposing people yes. to, um, to a speakerphone. Um, a couple of others are people who are moody, their coworkers, you never know, or a boss. One day they're all happy, they come in and they want to chat, and the next day is, don't even talk to me. You know, it's like, right. wait, oh. you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, so help me, Rosalind. I go through this on my job. I promise people, and like, I told you, you'd be like, wait a minute. You were just happy the other day. I don't, I, I'm not understanding. And now, now you're on the war path. I'm, I'm kind of confused. I need to know which personality I'm getting. But me, I'm always the same. My, even my coworker said that no matter what you're going through, because they call me TK. You're always the same. Exactly. I'm not going to change for no one. I might have I might have an attitude, but I'm going to still speak to you because you did nothing mm-hmm. to me. You did nothing. Mm-hmm. You didn't cause this anger. I'm going to speak to you anyway, and I call you by your name. I don't care if it's five people. Now, it's going on if you all together. I might say, hey, guys, but if you separate, hey, Sherry, hey, Lacey, whoever in the kitchen, I, I call them out individually. And one of my coworkers, she, she admired that because she was like, you actually take out your time to call us all by name. Yeah. Yeah, it's about the respect. Oh. And by working for a company called Marriott, we all learned that rule, the 15-5. Eye contact, speak to a person. And I, I suggest for everyone, no matter what department of, or how high of your position is, we're all supposed to be in the business to respect one another and be able to communicate like an adult. Oh, gosh, I, everything you said, <clears throat> yes. <laughs> I mean, basically what you said. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the little things. Calling someone by name, acknowledging. We all like that. I mean, we, we're we here um, to be that. And, you know, and, and back to the moodiness, we all have our days. Like you said, I mean, we're not perfect. We had, whether it's at home or whether someone just right. crashed into us, we got a flat tire. But the thing is, like you said, try and get over it because these people didn't cause my flat tire. So why am I going to be take it out on them? And when we do have a day that we're a little off, what I tell people is people are understanding. Discreetly, privately tell your closest coworkers or your boss, like, hey, this happened this weekend. I'm just I'm not with it, so I'll do my best, but I just wanted you to know that I'm a little bit quiet today or something. You know, people are, are willing to help. Versus you, you know, c- cutting them off or cursing at them. Speaking of cursing, that's right. the other thing that's just getting out of hand at work. People just, um, just tirades of of going off, effing this and na na na, and you'd be surprised. People slamming doors, throwing things, and and threatening to well, walk out. That's oh yes, been there and <laughs> done that, and it'd be shocking for most people because I'm not, I'm not a loud, fussy person, but it's like okay, now you're on this. Touch that tick bomb. Now I got to just let you know how I feel because now you unpushed the button. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And and when I go there, it's like okay, I just have had enough. But then I have to learn that's not the way to handle the situation. Especially if I've been friends with you for so long, and I've mm-hmm. known you before we worked together. It's like come on, we're family. We could do, we can handle our situation better than that. But sometimes, like you said, it goes to that max. But you also mm-hmm. teaching us how that we can actually act like a common courtesy men and women now as far as being a parent 
any any suggestions that you would say for having proper etiquette out in public if you have children of the story, you know they, they like to misbehave and you sometimes mm-hmm. you wanna you get in your mama mode, Rosalinda, and you be like, Lord, I'm trying not to I'm trying not to act up but you wanna take me down. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I have two grown sons now, but it, it, you <laughs> the one thing okay, a few tips for parents is one, you can't predict how the child is going to be. They're learning how to be, just be. So they go by instinct. If they're hungry, they're going to mess up. They're going to throw themselves on the floor. They're going to pull down the rack of bras. I mean, whatever, because they're learning. They're just reacting to whatever they're feeling, and they don't know how yet. And that's where we come in, you know, teaching them how to do that. The other thing that I say, you know, especially this, you know, shopping season coming up, don't take them right before their nap time. Don't take them without eating. You know, plan ahead. And, you know, especially shopping, you know, you can't shop for three hours like you used to. You can do two, and then you take breaks, and then you pop into a store they like. So a two-hour shopping thing turns into three because – you know, you need to take them out of their stroller or let them run around a little bit. Give them a, a little freedom, too. That, you know, they, they, can't, they can't do things or a long dinner. That's the other thing I tell people, you know, don't go at peak hours when it's busy or you have to wait 30 minutes for a table. Well, you don't like it. How do we expect a kid to have any patience with that? Um, right. You know, um, so, so don't go when it's really busy. Don't go when everyone's starving. You know, that, that, that's the worst. Everyone's, you know, ready to jump on everyone. Um, other things in public is t- start them when they're little. That's what we did with our sons. You know, we go to a not-too-fancy restaurant, but one with a, that had a cloth napkin and a fork at least, you know. We started right. them there, and, you know, it was lunch. And then they get used to these short things, and then, you know, as they get to be a little older, you can take them to a dinner. They can sit for an hour. And and that's the other thing that, you know, people don't do that at home much because um, I taught children from kindergarten through high school for a long, long time as well. And that was the one thing that was lacking. And it didn't matter what economic background they came from. Some, you know, were very poor families and others were, you know, nannies and you name it. You know, daddy goes to Spain every other week or whatever. Right. Uh, it didn't matter. It's they never have dinner at a table. So we take them out to dinner and we expect them, like, don't do this, don't do that. Oh, oh, why? I've never had practice. So I just say, even right. if it's once or twice a week, get them used to sitting at a table because if they never do it, why would a parent expect the kid to know? I, I, I just yeah. don't get that. I agree. I agree with you. If you never showed them, I don't think I exposed mine yet to that, but if you never showed them, there's no point of you getting furious. And I totally agree. I had one of my friends um, to do that exploded with her child. And it's like, okay, if you never taught him, you can't you can't really get mad with them. Now, the older they get, they start getting too grown, 12, mm-hmm. 13, you know. I don't know, Rosalinda, you know, you, that might be the time you can go ahead and beat them because they know better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But they know you better. But I do I yeah. appreciate you for these tips because it's, it's very hard when you're trying to still remain professional and want mm-hmm. to represent yourself in a good manner, but it, it really is hard. But before you go, Rosalind, I would like to know, especially like, how do you handle things such as maybe backhanded compliments and the gossip that we love so much to see on reality shows now? 
Oh, I know. We it, It's crazy how we just eat it up and we get so invested in other people's lives. I just say, honey, I got enough drama in my own life that I don't need to watch other people's drama, you know, although it gives me a lot more to write about and stuff in blogs. But um, gossip, we all do it. We've all done it. Um, and we're all going to do it again because some people, you know, what is gossip? Basically, I break it down to if you won't say it in front of the other the person you're talking about, it's gossip. You know, if you break it down, um, one way to avoid gossip is walk away or just say, hey, you know, I'm trying to reduce the drama in my life, so I, I don't want to hear it. Or um, if, if it's ongoing at work, um, one way to really stop it, if someone comes in and go, oh, my gosh, I've got to tell you something about Shirley. And you just go, oh, gosh, you know, we should go tell Shirley what people are saying about her. Oh, man, they'll never, ever come to you again. You know, so there are certain ways. Now, if we're the gossiper and we want to kind of stop it, just, you know, it's a decision. Um, Sometimes that's how certain people define their personality or feel that they they have relationships. People come to them because you've got the scoop. Um, And if that's the only reason people are coming to you, then it might be time to stop and rethink, you know, what wow. else, what other gifts do I have to give to people to like me versus I, versus gossip? I definitely need to reevaluate myself because I'm usually the one on my job who de- de-escalates the situation. People call me with so-and-so, and I'm like, darn, in my mind, I don't want to get involved with you, too. You, I like mm. both of you, but dang, I think I am a gossiper because I'll be sitting right there listening, even though I don't have an input. I got to stop that foolishness. I'm just sort of walking away because I don't want to be involved in stuff and be messy because that's exactly what it is. But, Rosalinda, before you, you, I was going to say, go ahead, Rosalinda. No, no, no. I think that's a great thing. But, you know, maybe they come to you also. It depends on what they're coming to you for kind of advice. Maybe you're the one that they see as respectful and you have a level head and they want to share this with you. That's different. It's like, hey, I don't know how to handle this. And if you have some input, you could be helping them. But if it's just like, oh, man, look at what she's wearing today. Okay, that's not work related. So just that's all I wanted to add. Well, Rosalinda, I appreciate you for being here even though it was probably a half hour of a show, but that's all right. I think we got a lot of value out of this. Can you tell the listeners where they could get your book, Burp in the Boardroom? <laughs> Thank you. I think that it will <laughs> Amazon. That it's definitely available on Amazon. Yeah, and it's very humorous. It's not your typical etiquette book where I tell you what to do. It's just I offer options. But the easiest way, too, is to go on my website, rosalindarandall.com, and everything's there, my Twitter, everything. Well, I do appreciate you for this moment. And before I leave you listeners and viewers, I want to give you the truth of the day from my former guest and friend, Mary Ellen Signovich. There is nothing in life you cannot overcome. Problems, misperceptions, tragedies, and failures all seem insurmountable at first. Your first step towards overcoming any of these misperceptions is to know you can overcome it and be better for doing so. Through doing this, you will gain mental and physical strength to handle any tough life situation. Gather a support group of friends and family to enlist their positive energies and knowledge. Seek examples of other people who have turned adversity into victory. Make a choice to tell yourself you are not your problems and you are not helpless. When you make a choice, you can always choose again and choose differently. Today, remember, you can overcome anything. Enjoy the day, everyone. And happy Thanksgiving to all of you. And happy Thanksgiving to you, too, Rosalinda. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, Takesha. Thank you. And God bless. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time on the Bright Side with Technician.
Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 